happen to have one of those friends who thinks that he or she knows everything about hockey and you want to stump them, ask them to identify the Penguins' likely fourth line for the coming season. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. I'd been wondering this myself. I, I wouldn't have had the answer. I've been following this team all my life and professionally for half of it. And I couldn't come up with it. So I sat down and I started sketching out the first three lines. Can't do the fourth until you figure out the first three, right? So this actually was pretty easy. First line, Jake, Sid, and Rust. Easy, right? I mean, if you're going to try to mix things up from there, if you're Mike Sullivan, then you're really reinventing the wheel. Second line, Zucker, Carter, Kapanen. We can agree on that, right? Right? And for anybody who doesn't know, Evgeny Malkin is highly likely to miss the start of the season. Third line, as we've been discussing on the show this week, almost has to involve Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Brock McGinn, who the Penguins openly state is their pseudo replacement. For Brandon Tanev. That's got to be your third line. That can't be a fourth line. Uh, you've invested too much in terms of personnel, capital, cap space, everything into those guys. They're not going to be a fourth line. And then what? <laughs> well, here it goes, right? See, I just stumped you there because you're thinking, well, okay. But here's here are the seven players on the current roster, who spent time in the NHL last season. And these are in no particular order. Anthony Angelo, Danton Heinen, a.k.a. the Anaheim guy, Evan Rodriguez, Dominic Simone, Drew O'Connor, Sam Lafferty, Radim Zahorna. Seven guys. Seven guys. And you'll notice that I'm not even including guys who might be candidates at the younger levels, like a Samuel Poole and Nathan Legere, Casper Bjorkvist. These are players that I firmly believe will start out in Wilkes-Barre and maybe stay there all season. But we're still looking at seven players who were in the NHL last season. And what's more, I don't look at this group and see any kind of logical, no-brainer structure to what's there. Who's your centerman of this group? Is it Rodriguez? I mean, I guess so. I mean, that would make some kind of sense. He can take draws. He can play the middle. He's not exactly, you know, Igor Larionov as a playmaker. But he can defend well enough, and he can be part of some gritty group. He'll backcheck and everything else here. Zahorna is really your only other option as a center. I know Heinen has played center in Anaheim, but he's profiled much more as a winger. 
so this looks like Zahorna would get sent down, which again isn't isn't an upset, and it's not something to be upset about. But he'd have to come in and outplay Rodriguez, and I mean dramatically, in camp in order to get a shot in the NHL. The rest of this group, I mean, Heinen's on an NHL contract, so you'd figure that he'd be a guy that would get you some good minutes on the fourth line and, and have a pretty good chance of solidifying a spot there. From there, what are we looking at? Drew O'Connor, Anthony Angelo, Sam Lafferty. You want some kind of size. You want some kind of something. And then, and then, there's the Dominic Simone factor. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. No catch, no contracts. You can cancel anytime. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners, meaning of this show, a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. All you have to do is go to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK. I am here to tell you Dom is not going to the minors, okay? <laughs> There's no chance. There is no chance that Mike Sullivan will set up this roster in a way that Dom won't make it. He really, really likes the player. He likes the person. He loves, not likes, loves Dom's ability to slide up and down the lineup every bit as much as you presumably hate it. Because Dom will end up, and you know this to be true, on the first line at some point. Not on merit, not on merit. He's not going to bump either Gensel or Rust. But he'll end up there out of necessity. Someone will get hurt. Someone will get banged up. And instead of looking down his bench and saying, hmm, I'm going to move Danton Heinen up to the first line to play with Sidney Crosby, even though he's never done that before in his life, he's just going to move Dom up. He's going to move Dom up. So as I look at this fourth line, potentially, the composition of it, I'm seeing Rodriguez in the middle, I'm seeing Dom on one wing, and I'm seeing Heinen on the other. And this is not exciting. <laughs> you know, it's just not. It certainly doesn't add to the size component that we all keep talking about, that the Penguins themselves keep talking about, at least at the upper levels of management. If you're leaving out Angelo Lafferty, Zahorna's a really big dude, six seven. He just, you know, he doesn't necessarily play big, but he's a big dude, lots of size. And if you choose nothing but the smaller guy options, this team will actually get lesser in this regard than it was when we saw them in the playoffs. Yeah, right? I don't know, man. I, I This is why I keep coming back to these decisions that were made 
to acquire fringe forwards and how that was seemingly prioritized over keeping Cody Cece or going out and upgrading the goaltender. This is why I keep picking on Danton Heinen, a.k.a. the Anaheim guy, because he wasn't needed at all. He's now one of seven guys in this mix, none of whom are especially exciting. Why bring him in at all? I understand it was just a million-dollar cap hit and whatever else, but still, it's a million dollars that could have gone to CeCe's raise. You know, you just paid CeCe what he what he made last year and a little bit more and whatever else, and you'd have really anchored your third or second pairing, depending on where you would grade CeCe and Mike Matheson, and you would have had one significant problem scratched off the list instead of creating a new one. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Every single time I try to attach logic to this offseason, it ends up backfiring in my face. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. Find out how you can be part of that at pittsburghfoodbank.org. One more time, pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's question comes from Garrett Langer who asks, plain and simple, are the Penguins really still in a championship window? Uh, the window term. If you have the talent up front and you have the defensive system in place and you have the commitment to adhere to that and you have the ability to transition from defense to offense and your skill players can make those count, and you have the goaltending. And oh my goodness, do you have the goaltending? You're in a championship window. No one was asking, for example, to give you a kind of a, a, a plucked out uh, instance here in recent NHL history that the St. Louis Blues were in a championship window. Franchise had never won. And their best player, other than Craig Bennington in that particular playoff, and maybe better than Bennington, was Ryan O'Reilly, who nobody viewed as the kind of player that you can ride to the cup. But he, he went berserk. And so did Bennington. And so did that defensive core. And so did Vladimir Tarasenko. And so did a lot of other guys. They got hot and they rode their best player, and their goaltender, and they won it all. And they weren't really a fluke, other than that they'd never won before. It was weird seeing St. Louis celebrating. But they weren't something where you went, 
uh, oh, wow, how did that group do it? No, they were just, they were just big and bad and deep and everything else, and they, and they got it done. There's more of a formula to a specific season's roster and the way it comes together, I believe, then there is a window where you just keep knocking and knocking and knocking, and then a certain age bracket comes along and you say, uh-oh, we're all done. This is why, Garrett, at least for me, the Penguins' playoff performance in May was a big, big disappointment, meaning the outcome. Because I thought this team had a lot of that. This team had most of that. If you look at the individual players who rose up, I mean, in particular, Jeff Carter, but other guys as well, and if you look at how well the Penguins' main guys, the core guys, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. All three of them, how well they had been playing. And I know, I know, we're going to get into stats and stuff and whatever else. The, the thing is with Sid and Gino, you want to talk about stats, they always even out over time. The longer those playoffs were going to go, the more points Sid and Gino were going to get. They were doing their thing. And even Jake, who was getting thrown around like a rag doll, by the Islanders, who Barry Trotz clearly targeted, he was coming around. He was fighting through it. Everything was there except one position. So that was the window. And that's what ends up being the disappointment. In the first segment, I just outlined seven dudes who are going to be competing for the fourth line none of whom really had much of an impact at all on this roster last season. So it's a, just a different team. It's going to be a different everything. You have to start from scratch. You have to start from scratch. Mike Sullivan has to start from scratch, not only in how he aligns the team, but also in how he gets them all playing together again, the way they were going into those playoffs and into those playoffs. That's the window. That's why coaches... And managers in all sports get all cringy whenever you try to ask them anything at all about broader time spans. They hate talking about, well, you guys in the last three years have dot, 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 dot. They hate hearing that because they don't operate that way. They don't think that way. Each team is its own story. Each season is its own story. So if I'm going to answer your question, Garrett, as, as best as possible, <laughs> it's going to take a while, man. It's going to take a while because I can't even presume, for example, that Carter will come back and, you know, set the world on fire the way he did in coming over from Los Angeles after that trade. In fact, it's probably pretty safe to assume that he won't. There's, there's a lot that's in here, and, 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 and condensing it to a window, yeah, no. I appreciate the question, Garrett. It's good stuff. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.